Welcome back to Elevation 44. I'm Beverly, or B for those of you who are new. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Always happy to have you back, family. Today we're diving into something that I'm excited to talk about because number one, I love predictive astrology. Number two, I love looking at history and tracking patterns and trends, and this video provides all of that. Today we're going to be looking at the generational planets which are the outer planets because they have an impact on us like on a collective scale. So this is almost ruling the collective mind, these shifts of energy. And we have big ones happening. All three outer planets are moving signs and they're moving into air and fire signs, which is very different from the earth and water energy that we've been experiencing. So this is shifting a lot to our mental. This is also shifting a lot for our energy. And it's just going to look completely different. The landscaping when these planets are out of these signs, when they finally move out, it's going to look totally different. So the next 10 to 20 years, things are going to move really fast. And there's going to be rapid advancements. And just the whole landscaping is going to change. Are there some things that are going to stay the same? Yes, absolutely, because there are things that are just basic human existence and living that are going to be consistent. But for the most part, I believe everything else is going to look differently and it's going to change so quickly that I don't want you to be caught off guard. You know, um, I know some people aren't really into the predictive astrology and you can't predict anything 100%, but it's fun to look at those patterns and those trends and what these planets have brought energy wise when they've moved through certain signs because there is, like I said, a pattern going. So you can kind of understand what's coming down the line, even though you may not be able to predict it exactly play for play. You kind of get the overall gist of what's coming in. So let's go ahead and dive into this. I think I'm going to make this a three part series because I really want to give a lot of attention and focus and just my all to explaining all three movements of Pluto, of then uh, Neptune, and lastly Uranus, okay? So let's just do this uh, with uh, a three-part series, all right? So let's go ahead and start off with Pluto in Aquarius because this is the first outer planet transit. And like I said, generational planets, Pluto, Uranus, Neptune, these three generational planets rule the collective mind. So subconsciously, we're not even aware that we are all moving in unison in a particular way or direction based off the influence of the energies that these planets are bringing. And the energies look different depending on what sign they're in. Now, what do we know about Pluto in Aquarius? So to understand Pluto in Aquarius, we need to understand where Pluto just came from, which was the sign of Capricorn. Capricorn is tied to government, big business, power structures that are authoritative from the top down, dictating to the bottom. We saw that the structures or the foundations that we had built everything on, we, start, we started to see that crumble because it wasn't working anymore. And it was never supposed to work long term because, again, it's not working for most. It's just working for a few. And now we're in the sign of Aquarius. 
And this power shift is moving from that authoritative, dictator, top-down approach, right? Even if it is cloaked under the disguise of a democracy, <laughs> that we get a choice, that we get a vote. Even if it's disguised under that, it's still a system that was built to benefit a few and not the majority. The power shift to Aquarius is about benefiting the majority. Does this mean that we're gonna all be equal? Absolutely not. Does this mean that things are always gonna be fair, just and balanced? Absolutely not. I think no, longer, no matter how long we exist as humans, there's always gonna be some type of imbalance that we're working through. So it doesn't get perfect, but it gets better. The, the shift is into the power of the group. What's best for the collective? The Aquarius energy is that human humanitarianism energy, wants to figure out what's best for the, the majority, again. Also, really focused on working together in, in, in a group, in community. How can we all come to the table and create something better? Not his idea is better than mine, or her idea is better than mine, or she gets to make all the decisions. We all have something valuable to input here. So how do we take our genius, because that's also Aquarius energy, genius, next, next level insight of ideas and just, you know, just the intuitiveness and the innovation that comes from Aquarius energy is just next level. It's out of this world. You don't even know where that comes from. You're just like, wow. And how do we take that, combine it from where we're all getting it from in our different ways, shapes and forms and our talents and our skills and abilities and build something that is better. So there's a big focus on communities, groups, humanitarianism, and working together for common causes and goals that benefit the majority. This is an air sign. So there's a lot of mental behind it. A lot of mental. There is, like I said, originality and authenticity is really what's celebrated because of the innovativeness of Aquarius energy. It's about new ideas, blazing the trail. If you know anybody with a lot of Aquarius energy, they're just different. They think different, they move different, they dress differently, they have a different approach. And it's not a bad thing because our differences are what makes us unique and what makes us us, right? And that's the beautiful thing. When you put all those differences together or those uniqueness or original aspects of each other together, is such a beautiful melting pot of just everything. And everybody wins if it's in a good, healthy, balanced way. So this is what's gonna be celebrated a lot as we move forward with Pluto in Aquarius. The conditioning of having to be a certain way, fit a certain mold, do things a certain way, Pluto's gonna be transforming all of that, breaking down not just the power structures and dynamics and now shifting it and building it back up in a different way, but also how we operate individually and how we show up individually so that it looks different collectively. So innovation, new ideas are going to be at the top. <laughs> we're going to see a rise in technology and we're already seeing 
we're already seeing a lot of things coming in, self-driving cars and, you know, advancements in aviation and um, space travel and all of this stuff. This is stuff that is going to boom and skyrocket over the next 20 years while Pluto is in Aquarius. All of it is transforming. The way we relate to each other, the way we move and process and our daily habits and basically how we are doing things is just going to change. It's going to change drastically. Another thing about this energy is that the technology and employment is going to shift. And we're seeing that already, but it's going to shift radically <laughs> and or transform radically, I will say, because there will be less of an emphasis on physicality, physical labor, doing things physically, because we're going to be shifting to more mental things. So there's going to be a rise in technology taking over the physical aspects of labor. But then there's going to be a rise in people needing to mentally contribute to technology so that it can do its job. So our work is changing. I say how we operate is changing. It's less about working hard and doing the physical things and it's going to be more about the mental things. The tech piece is going to be huge. Technology is going to be huge. We're seeing AI. We're seeing how AI is already starting to work, but this is just scratching the surface. Scratching the surface. This is not anything compared to what we're about to see. The rapid advancements that are gonna happen, not just in employment, like I said, but in science, okay, in medicine, all right? Like I said before, in aviation, the way we travel, our day-to-day -day, um, transportation, the processes and different things that we're using on a daily basis to live our lives, and also just in exploration. Like the things that we're gonna find or discover from space, um, from, you know, even here discovering things on this earth at a much faster pace than we have in the past and understanding those dynamics because again, this is all mental energy. The new ideas, the innovation, all of that that is fueling the things that we're going to do tech-wise, uh, education-wise, shifting of power-wise, is really about us being rooted in our authenticity and our originality and celebrating that. That's what's going to be celebrated and what people are going to be attracted to on a whole, much less this clone mentality where everybody's doing everything the same, dressing the same, have the same, you know, build a body where you got the same implants, the same look, dressing in the same way. It's all transforming. It's all going to the wayside. <laughs> and you heard it here first. You definitely heard it first. And you're already putting, being put through the ringer in terms of seeing how those things that you're trying to hold on to that are not rooted in anything real within you are falling away. And a lot of the times you're not initiating it falling away. It's like literally just leaving your life. Like you're not gonna be able to escape it. So the more you fight it, the harder it is for you, the more you embrace the transformation and what it's trying to show you and where it's trying to you know, align you, the better. Another thing that's gonna be getting a complete overhaul in terms of transformation is our social structure. 
the rules, the norms, the way that we've done things, not just in the process of how we physically do things, but who's, set, who's setting these rules and why and why do we have to follow it? So there's going to be like a whole rejection of the societal norms and things that we have subscribed to for so long. And a lot of times was put into play by a few in power who wanted the rest of the people to remain under their control. So there is going to be a lot of pushback in that regard. Liberation, <laughs> freedom are Aquarius's things. Like I'm coming to free you. And the reason why I can tell you the social structures are about to get an overhaul is because I looked back at the trend of Pluto and Aquarius and what it brought during that time. Now, are things going to be exactly apple to apples the same? Probably not. But is the overall spirit of what happened previously about to happen again? Yes, because you can already see it being set up. The last time Pluto was in Aquarius was in 1778. It was there from 1778 to 1798. During that time, you had some key things happening. Number one, there was one of the biggest revolutions, the 1778 French Revolution. Now, that happened right at the same time Pluto shifted into Aquarius, right at the same time. And this whole revolution was an overthrow of the monarchy that was, again, that, that abuse of power of rulership where you have a few who are benefiting and the majority gets tired of it, all right? They were being discriminated against, they wanted their independence, and they were tired of economic distress. And I don't see much difference with what we're kind of in right now. We're definitely in economic distress. People can't even afford homes. You have a lot of combining of incomes, people choosing not to have children because they're like, I don't know if I can, I can't financially take care of myself, barely, you know, take care of a kid. Everything is rising in cost and the gap between the rich and the poor, the haves and the have nots is just getting wider and wider and wider. Things are on the brink of there needs to be a change or something is going to completely collapse. So it has a lot of the makings of the same thing that was present during those times. So 1778 marked when the people had enough. You had the same makings where they were like, we're tired of the abuse of power. We're going to overthrow this monarchy because these rising costs and no relief for the people is not working for us anymore. We've had enough. There were two other major things happening during this Pluto and Aquarius run, which were giving all the same vibes. Number one, the American Revolution, which went from 1765 to 1783. So right in this Pluto and Aquarius transit, you had the same thing. You had people who broke off from Britain, came over here, established the 13 colonies, here we are, we came to America, we started this new thing, and you, we still can't get ahead. You still want to be in control and power and take all, and we have nothing. And so the 13 colonies sought their independence from Britain, which was the start of America. So you have now the French Revolution, uprising there, fighting to get away from that rulership. You also have the American Revolution, 
same thing, fighting to get away from the rulership. And then you have the Irish Rebellion of 1798. Now, this is right at the end of the Pluto's and Aquari Pluto and Aquarius transit. And again, we're looking at political corruption and oppression of the people by the British rulership. <laughs> that it's just, it's over and over and over and over again. You had all of these people being fed up and saying no more. And while things did improve, now we need another level of improvement. Like where we're at now, we need to, we need to go in a completely different way because this, this way is not working. So I wanted to tell you all of that so that you can see what's forming, what's forming. Things are higher than they've ever been cost-wise. Inflation is through the roof. And people are barely making it. It's smoke and mirrors. You know, we're thriving in other ways, but it's smoke and mirrors in other ways for a lot of people. There's going to come a point where enough is enough. Now, these revolutions that happened back in the 1700s they got very physical it was fighting and this time there's going to be fighting but i don't think the fighting is only going to be on the physical level that's also going to be mental warfare there's going to be tech involved <laughs> there's going it, it it can spin so many different directions and when we talk about the other two transits happening, the Uranus transit and the Neptune transit, you're going to see exactly why. I said this has all the makings of an uprising, of a revolution, of things being completely overhauled because people have had enough. One thing that I would say I would pay attention to, actually two things to pay attention to while Pluto transits Aquarius is one, because this is air energy, and it's a lot of mental, there is more of a probability of mind attacks, attacking your mind, your mental. And that can come in through so many different ways, what you're consuming online, you know, what you're listening to, what you're, but there can be so many ways, subtle ways that you're being influenced. And that's already starting, you know, that's already a thing now, but it can ramp up even more where suggestions, ideas, things that you're hearing are planting seeds and manipulating and trying to keep your mind in a particular place for those who benefit off of the old system. Pluto also is about our shadow nature and our shadow energy. So those who are not balanced within themselves or do not have the best intentions can absolutely use this to their advantage to get you to feed energy-wise what they need so that they can forward their agenda. And the second thing that I would say to watch for, while there are other things we can talk about, but this is more so about the herd pack mentality because we are shifting from do what's best for the individual to now like let's work as a group or let's work in a group or a community in order to forward something, that can bring up herd pack mentality. And herd pack mentality could be not great. It could be not a good thing if it's extreme. It's like, if you don't believe what we believe, or if you're not with our group, then you're against us. <laughs> and 
that can lead to conflict within itself because of the shadow aspects of our nature, right? Also, technology, while the advancements will be great in some ways, we got the VR glasses coming and stuff. Like, this can also suck us down a completely different path. The same thing that can be beneficial can also be detrimental and destructive. So we have to be very, very careful with our thoughts, what we're consuming mentally, what we're seeing, what we're hearing, what we're reading, what we're, you know, all of that, who we associate with, our own mental thoughts in terms of what we're telling ourselves, our words, our thought process. We have to be very careful with that. And the groups that we are aligning to and associating ourselves with, we have to be very discerning in that process as well. It's so easy to get swept up because this is air energy. And these transits are air and fire, which means things move quickly. And they're not the tangible things. They're all the intangible things, the unseen things, which is harder to grasp if you're not really paying attention or aware or intentional. So I'm going to leave you here and we're going to pick back up with the next transit, which is Neptune in Aries, because this is going to be a very interesting shift as well. And I cannot wait to talk about it. All right. So I will see you all in the next one. Have a good one. Peace.